Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. When we go to the book of Malachi, we typically hear about chapter number three. And um, generally chapter three deals with tithing. And, you know, we're in a stewardship series and we're going to get there. But oftentimes we don't go back and look at the context of the book and see what's going on. And so as a result, we don't get the full import of what's happening. When we look at the book of Malachi, Malachi is the Old Testament prophet. He is what is considered to be a post-exilic prophet, meaning he prophesied after the exile. If you know... Um, about Israel, you'll understand that God promised them a land. He took them out of slavery, brought them into a promised land, gave them the law, told them what to do and how to remain in that land, and Israel disobeyed God. There are consequences for disobedience. And so they disobeyed God. As a result of that disobedience, they literally were kicked out of the land. They were dispossessed, as it were, from that land, and they went into exile. Jeremiah prophesied, because of what you have done, you are going to be in exile. And he told them, you're going to be there 70 years. God then raised up a, a, a Nehemiah, he put the nation back on Nehemiah's heart, and Nehemiah was the one who went back and rebuilt the walls. Ezra was the priest. He went back and helped with the temple. So here they were, the whole nation, back again in this promised land, but they were giving God half-hearted worship. They were not living up to this honor of God that they were called to. They were at a place where they said, well, it's kind of useless to serve God. But please know that God's name, God said, my name will be honored. If we don't honor God, God will raise up somebody that will honor him. In fact, when you look at the text, you begin to see God said in chapter number one, he said, my name is going to be great among the Gentiles. And then he went on to tell them, my name is going to be great among the nations and my name will be feared among the nations. And I'm looking for you to be that conduit, that vessel that would revere my name. But then he said, uh-uh, let me tell you, I got a problem with you. God speaking to the nation. What's the problem, God? God said, let me call the road. Let me start with the preachers. He started with the priests. He said, what's going on? He said, I got an issue with you. Why haven't you honored my name? Where is my reverence? What are you talking about? You are allowing, you're bringing me these lame sacrifices. You're bringing me, because they had a sacrificial system where they would literally use, they would bring 
sheep. They would bring goats. They would bring animals to sacrifice. And they were to bring God the best. But instead, they would go get that afflicted animal. Some of y'all may not know what afflicted means. A one-eyed animal, that lame animal, that thing that nobody else wanted. They would go and get the worst and then present their worst to God and wonder why wasn't God blessing them. They would wonder, what is going on? Why, God, aren't you blessing me? We bring the sacrifice of praying. And then God says, that's not a sacrifice. What are you bringing to me? And so they had this dilemma. And then God told them, he said, not only are you dishonoring me with these sacrifices, he said, you are messing up my institution. What institution are you talking about? The institution of marriage. You marry who you want to marry. Whether they, they, but even though they are not even serving me, you marrying them. God talking to the nation of Israel. You marrying them because they look good. Not because they love me, because they look good. And, and, and then he says, I got another issue. The ones that you're supposed to be married to, you're divorcing them. You, you're divorcing them because they, they didn't scramble the eggs right. You're divorcing them because they burned the toast. Anything's going on, you're just divorcing them. Your divorce rate is just as high as the world. God talking to Israel. That's what, through Malachi. And, and then he said, another issue, God says, since we're talking about this thing, your words have been stout against me. You, you've been saying things. You talk about it's not honorable to serve God. And you're saying that the wicked are prospering. It doesn't even make any difference whether we serve God or not. Let's just go do our thing. And, and then he said, wait a minute. I... I, I I want you. I want to bless you. I want to do things for you. But because I'm holy, I just can't do it because you've got to meet me. So this is the thing. You return to me and I'll return to you. That's God speaking. You you return to me and I'll return to you. Balls in your court. Your turn. So we pick up and I want to read it today. From the message, which is Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, Malachi chapter number three. Listen to verses starting at verse number six, Malachi three and six in the message. If y'all have that, put that up, Malachi three and six in the message. I am God. Yes, I am. (laughs) I haven't changed. And because I haven't changed, you, the descendants of Jacob, haven't been destroyed. You have a long history of ignoring my commands. You haven't done a thing, I told you. Return to me so I can return to you, says God of the angel armies. You ask, but how do we return? Begin by being honest. Do honest people rob God? But you rob me day after day. You ask, how have we robbed you? The tithe and the offering, that's how. 
And now you're under curse, the whole lot of you, because you're robbing me. Bring your full tithe into the temple treasury so there will be ample provision in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. For my part, I will defend you against the marauders, protect your wheat fields and vegetable gardens against plunderers, the message of God of the angel armies. You'll be voted happiest nation. You'll experience what it's like to be a country of grace. God of the angel armies says so. Wow. It's good to read it in another translation. We typically hear it differently. God's means or method of bringing this nation back to him was tithing. Isn't that amazing? Of all that was at his disposal, God said, this is how we're going to deal with all of the stuff that I called you on the carpet. Because When you start tithing, it's the issue of the heart. It's the issue of the heart. Some of the material that I'm going to give you today, I want to give credit, is from Dr. David Jeremiah. This is the first thing I want you, if you're taking notes, write this down. Tithing was the method of God. Say that with me. Tithing was the method of God. What are you talking about? Whenever um, Israel messed up, They violated this. See, tithing was something that God instituted. If you look at the law all the way up through Jesus, they had this tithing system. But you have to understand, tithing did not just start with the law or Moses. Tithing was before the law. In fact, tithing predated the law because Abraham was the one who tithed first into somebody called Melchizedek, king of Salem, who was a type of Christ. Are you with me today? And so Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek. So Abraham was before the law. So we can't say tithing is under the law. No, tithing was before the law. Tithing was God's method. Why do you say that? A lot of times we try to substitute God's method. You know, you can't fry enough chickens to support the kingdom. You can't have enough bake sales (laughs) to support the kingdom. God's method was tithing. Tithing is to give 10% of your income to God. That's what it means. Bring the 10th part to him. In fact, when you look at the Old Testament under the law, they actually had three tithes. Three tithes. Listen to this. They had what was called the Lord's tithe. That was the money collected to help the nation. It's sort of like taxes. It was to help the nation. Then they had the Levites' tithe. The Levites' tithe was the tithe that was to support those who served in the house of the Lord. The Levites were a tribe that handled the things of God. In other words, they were the singers, the priests, all of those, the preachers, etc. Then they had what's called the charity tithe. The charity tithe was given 
for the poor. It was given for the foreigners, the widows, the orphan, those who were in need. So if you, and that tithe was to be given every three years. So if you spread that out, every year they were given 23% in the tithe. And we're complaining about 10. Wait a minute. That didn't, their giving didn't stop there. They also gave an offering. The offering was over and above the tithe. Amen. It was. And so they literally were giving a tremendous amount to God. Why? Because that was God's method of support. But the second thing I want you to write down is this. Tithing was a matter of priority with God. What are you saying? It's a matter of priority. When you give, when you tithe, it begins to show who you honor. It shows, in other words, you put your money where your heart is. Amen. Let me tell you, if I can look in your checkbook right now, your check register, and tell what you value. If you value entertainment, you'll go. To, you'll have things for movies, vacations. You know. If you value education, you'll have educational things where your money is going to. If you value home decoration, it'll be there. If if you value musical instruments, you can't divorce. Your heart from your money. What you, you see what I'm talking about? And God says, because I know I need to be first. You need me first in your life. It has to be a priority, so I need yours first. And, and in fact, that's why he, God, demands our best. God doesn't accept. Just just bring me whatever you can. No, he wants your best. He doesn't want the worst of our service, meaning after we've done spent all of our time chasing all of our own ambitions and doing everything we want to do, then we're going to say, you know, I'll give this God, come on, I'm just going to drag myself to church now. After we've, after we've spent all of our money doing everything else, just God, here's what's left over. No, 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 no. He demands our best. And so what happens is this. It's always a matter of priority with God. If we love him, we want to give to him. If we love him, we want to give to him. And so tithing was a matter of priority. He wanted to get this nation straight, and I believe he wants to get us straight. He told them, look, guys, look, this is what's going on. Your heart is so far from me now. You are asking me to bless this thing that you call worship. You're asking me to breathe upon this. You want to do what you want to do and live like you want to live outside of the boundaries of what I've told you to do. And yet you want my blessing. He said, you need to return to me. So it's a matter of priority. Here's the thing. Here's another thing. Third thing is this. Tithing was a means of provision by God. Tithing, say that with me. 
Tithing was a means of provision. Again, say it. Tithing was a means of provision by God. Now, now, where you get that from? When we get to chapter 3 of Malachi. He said in verse 10, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And I'm reading from a New King James Version now. That there may be food in my house. And then he said, try me now in this, says the Lord. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God said, notice, you bring this tithe and he said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to open up for you. Then he says, windows. Wait. We pray for doors. But I want to tell you, your house has more windows than you do doors. At least most houses do. And so he's saying this, I have so much that I want to do for you, I don't have enough doors to send it through. Let me, let me not get happy in Covington. But I'm here to tell you, when he says, I want to pour out for you. In other words, I'm poised to do something way beyond what you ever dreamed or expected. I have, wait a minute, I have windows. What are you talking about? I have windows. In other words, I have something stored up for you that I've got to go get off the shelf and I need to bring it and I need to just start lavishing it on you and pouring 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 and pouring. In other words, favor you don't deserve. People begin to bless you that they don't even know why. Somebody know what I'm talking about. See, when he says, I want to pour out a blessing, he says, wait a minute. You don't even have enough room for what I'm getting ready to do for you. The shout goes right there. What are you talking about? You don't have enough room. He said, what I'm getting ready to do for you is so great, it's beyond what your current capacity can handle. So I need you to stretch out. I need you to increase your territory. I need you to lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes because I'm getting ready to pour out something for you. Ooh-wee. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Ooh-wee, where people are going to look at you. He, in fact, he says the nations of the earth are going to look and call you blessed. what he said it's a means of provision so he's i just need you right now 
to do something. Let me tell you, you have the pause button on your blessing. What are you talking about? You have the pause button because he says, I'm waiting on you to do it. Now, let's back up in this verse. Back up in this verse in verse number 10. Because this is what I want you to write down. Tithing was a means of proving God. Because here's a little word. He said, bring the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And here it is, and try me. And try me. The King James, I believe, says, prove me. Prove me. This, the picture of this word is metals tried by a fire to test if they were pure or not. And so he says, I want you to try me in this. In other words, I, am, I know I'm going to come through for you, but you don't know I'm coming through for you. So what I'm inviting you to do is put my word in the fire and see if I'm going to do what I'm going to do. How many has ever tried him? I'm telling you, I've tried him and I've seen him do way beyond what I've ever dreamed. I've seen him do things I wasn't even looking for. I literally, I literally, I literally, I've I've had opportunities. I'm thinking about two different opportunities right now. The way I got to Atlanta, I wasn't intending to come here. I didn't set out to come here. But the blessing of the Lord was on my life. And they opened up a door for me that I didn't even ask for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They say, we want you. But I didn't come here for that. No, we want you. We're going to make this job. Come on, come on. This job is yours. All you need to do is answer and say yes. Another opportunity, I, was, I literally went to lunch with my wife, uh, and she was meeting um, with the president of this, of this Bible college, and I'm just there for the fish and the loaves. <laughs> I left with a job. Am I right? And what I'm getting at is this. When he says, prove me in this, I believe that there are those of you in the room today. He said, I need you to prove me. I'm waiting on you to prove me. I'm waiting on you to put me to the test in this. Okay, okay. The the picture that I get is this. Anybody ever gone swimming? Okay. How many can swim? I see we got some swimmers in the house. But I don't care how good you can swim. When you step into a swimming pool, you're testing it. Am I right? There are some of us who just dive right in and go right in. How many of you come on deep, just go dive in the deep end? Uh-huh. Most people, what they'll do is this. They'll go in. Ooh. Am I right? Am I right? You see what I'm talking about? And, and here they are. Ooh. 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 And then they're talking. Ooh, it's cold. Now it could be 89 degrees outside, but the water is cold. And so what they're doing, they're testing it. And then they'll go. Ooh. 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 And the next thing, the next thing you go, okay, 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 okay. And here's my wife. She'll go. 
And then she'll come on in. And then finally she'll die. You know what I'm talking about? Dip in and then she'll do a famous turn and go on. You, oh, I see you do that same thing, right? What he's saying is this. You have to understand the water was the same temperature when you first got in. It's when you've been swimming an hour. You had to get in to test it. Now, it didn't change when you got in there. You changed. <laughs> it didn't change. You changed. In fact, this is what I'm talking about. As you begin to step out in this, God begins to increase your capacity so that you can walk in what he has prepared for you. Or should I say, swim in what he's prepared for you. So he says, look, I need you to put me to the test. Now, I know I got some scholars in here. I know I got Bible scholars. And so let me just deal with this. The Bible scholars are saying, well, Pastor Bill, you know, I can appreciate that tithing is a method of God. I can see that. Pastor Bill, I can see that, you know, it's a, it's a priority to God. And it's provision from God. It means that we need to prove God. But, you know, we're in the New Testament now. And, um, and so this is the thing that we are to deal with. We are New Testament uh, believers. And so are you trying to take us back to the law of bondage? The Bible says Christ has set us free from the law being made a curse. From Galatians, Pastor. And so, so I say to that scholar, sir, ma'am, I certainly appreciate your scholarship and I appreciate who you are and your insight into this subject matter. I can appreciate that. And so I want to just bring something to your consideration just, just for a moment, just for a moment. When I look at our Lord Jesus Christ, right, okay, can we say can we agree that Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish or change. I, I, I came to fulfill it. I came to fulfill it. And then when he gave what we commonly call the Sermon on the Mount, he would use this phrase, Pastor Kay. He would say, you have heard it said, but I say unto you. For instance, a man... Uh, you know, if, if you've heard it said, you shall not commit murder. But I say unto you, if you hate your neighbor, you, 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 you've already committed murder. So this is what I'm getting at. What's the, what do you, what's the point, Pastor? Please, please tell me. What's the point? Every statement Jesus made, he never lowered the bar. He always raised the bar. So, in other words, he, when he, if we're talking about tithing is under the law, he said that's the minimum standard of, of, of performance. When you start looking at the New Testament, they begin to give, they sold land and gave it all. Uh, the widow gave everything she had. Zacchaeus gave it. You have to understand, uh, he said one, to one person, the rich young ruler, he, he said up to half of my kingdom I'm going to give. What do you want to do? All, half, or you going to tithe? 
Are you hearing me? It's up to you. And so this is what I'm getting at. He said, if you do this, I have something for you that only this will unlock. Only this will unlock. And I'm waiting on you to take that step. Prove me. Put me to the test. I'm ready. But will you return to me? If you return to me, I'll return to you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.